One Hand Speaks. I met the same no-handed beggar in Chengdu, China. The both times I went to Tibet in the first time in 2017 and then again this year in 2019. And what can I say about a beggar without any hands? Wow, that guy's got a beautiful smile. Here we go, my friends. Podcast number 135. And basically, it's no hands with a beautiful smile. What you need to do, if you really want to get the gist of this podcast, is go to onehandspeaks.com and look at the featured image for this podcast. It is, it's just me, (laughs) a one-handed guy, and this beggar in China with no, no hands. When I was... When I first went to Tibet 2017, I was on a medical mission. I supported a small crew of female uh, doctors, and I went to Tibet as their support and protection, basically security. We call that Geku and, uh, or Geku. Uh, but then, you know, basically we're landing in Chengdu, China. There's a 12-hour time change. It's a 20-plus, 20 24-plus hour total travel time. So we spent a couple, two and a half days in Chengdu, China, before we spent basically three days driving into eastern Tibet. And then when I came back, I, I spent an extra two weeks in China. Everyone else left. I uh, had a great time. I went to the Shaolin Temple. I'll save that for another podcast, but listen to my one of my past podcasts about that. And then I spent another couple days in Chengdu, China, because I wanted to do more shopping. There's this little area there, uh, and it's basically the Tibetan Business District, or more commonly referred to as Little Tibet. And yes, it is in Chengdu, which is right next to Tibet, China, which is uh, Chengdu, China, which is right next to Tibet. Uh, but yeah, this is uh, Buddhist shopping galore. I mean, I can find Buddhist gear, objects, holy objects, more things than I could ever imagine. And it's just perfect. It's just perfect. And then I met this beggar there. And actually, I have a link to a great podcast story about uh, a female Tibetan beggar who actually gave me money, right? Podcast number 22, you got to check that out. But there were a lot of uh, street people, vagabonds, you know, there was some great busking going on. You know, when I was in Austria, the buskers were high-end classical musicians. I could hear Mozart, Beethoven, Bach, you know, all kinds of stuff going on in the background. Uh, But here in Chengdu, China, there is a lot of well, not a lot, but there were a couple of monks with microphones just sitting down chanting, busking, basically. But there were a lot of beggars. Like, it was really, it can almost be slightly overwhelming. And then there was a small crew of them that all had physical disabilities. You know, no legs. This guy had this huge open growth on his leg. There were just, 
really so much going on there. But there was even a guy that had one hand, just like me, begging on the street. And when I gave him money, he looked at me and I looked at him. And we both had this interesting connection. We never spoke anything to each other, but it it was really interesting because uh, I could tell he was looking at me thinking, "Ah, maybe I can do a little more. And hopefully he could tell when I was looking at him like, yeah, brah, I think you could do a little bit more. But amongst all the 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 the, the beggars i i encountered this one guy who's in the picture my featured image for this podcast who has no hands uh, his arms are arms and hands were amputated just below the elbow and uh he actually had a bucket tied to one of his arms you know and he would just walk around and just kind of move the bucket and and uh, I just remember the first time I met him, he looked at me and I looked at him and I just said, my friend, I gave him a big smile and he gave me a huge, <laughs> he gave me a huge smile. And I even got a picture with him in that moment. Um, it was really, it, w- it was a nice interaction. And I saw him a number of times after that and I always gave him money. And a couple times I gave him actually a a large amount of money um, because I really liked his attitude. I liked his uh, uh, perspective. I liked his whole thing. And I could tell generally he was pretty okay. You know, I mean, his smile was so beautiful. And I just remember when I was in Tibet, the interactions that I've had are amazing. I've done a number of podcasts about that. Same thing in China a little bit. So when I went back this year, I went on a 12-day Buddhist pilgrimage to central Tibet. I went to Lhasa and Samye, and it was really very profound, very special for me. It was just really, it was an amazing experience. But again, we spent two days in, in Chengdu, but in a different location. So I had to take a cab. I only had two days, so I, I, I took a cab uh, to this, uh, the Tibetan shopping district. And I, you know, I didn't have a lot of time. Um, I was with some other people, so we, I couldn't spend as much time there as I wanted. But on the second day I was there, lo and behold, who do I see but my friend with no hands. And he looked at me and I looked at him and we just, oh, we smiled so deeply and I patted him on the back. And, and of course I gave him a substantial amount of money. Um, because I just, for whatever reason, I, I, I have some connection with this guy. Uh, maybe not all just one hand, no hand thing. But I think it really was just his persona that he was just, he gave me such a beautiful smile. I mean, it was totally endearing. And it just it, it just showed that he embodied some life, you know, and I love that. I love that, especially, you know, when people are dealing with challenges and adversity and, and, and just obstacles in life, just to come clean and smile on. I just think it's such an amazing, uh, such an amazing attribute. And it was just so great because I, I, I didn't get a chance to see him again. I only saw him that one time and I made sure to give him a lot of money so I could, well, partly just take some pictures with the guy because uh, it, it, 
it just, you know, he made a difference in my life. And you never know, okay? You never know. I mean, he's on the street begging, uh, but he could be writing high-end code with his feet at night, you know. He could be a computer guru for, for all I know, and he's just busking in the daytime. It was interesting when I went back to Tibet this year. Then two years ago, I noticed that a number of beggars had these tags on their uh he was he had a tag on his uh bucket and i think he was being regulated by the chinese government and, and taxes maybe that kind of thing but i think maybe you could even make a payment that way uh through your phone that kind of thing or but he was definitely documented as a homeless person and and uh you know when i was going to tibet this year i knew i'd be in chengdu china and i knew i was going back to the that district because there were a number of uh, purchases I wanted to acquire. Uh, you know, if, as you know, I'm, I'm deeply Buddhist in some Buddhist gear, practice tools, clothing, uh, katas, bells, dorjes, conch shells, all that hard to find in America and then sometimes extremely expensive. Uh, so it's nice to go to a location where I can acquire them fairly inexpensively. Same thing when I was in Tibet. So. But the whole time I was flying there and getting there, I could not wait because I felt like I was going to see a long-lost friend. <laughs> and then I remember I sent my brother a picture of, of him and I together, and all my brother could say is, wow, what a beautiful smile. Look at those smiles. And it's true, you know, I, I just think we have that that one-handed connection or that no-handed connection or lack of two-handed connection. Um, and, you know, when I was thinking about what I was going to podcast this week, I just, I just wanted to share that story because it was so, for me, very beautiful, for me, very endearing. And it was nice to, to connect with my friend again. And, uh, you know, I plan on going back to China again next year. I have a 10-year visa. So I want to go back to the Shaolin Temple, and then there's another temple in uh, the temple of the second temple of Hoi Ko. It's far from the Shaolin Temple. Um, I don't know if I'll make it to Chengdu that time, but maybe. So we'll see. Maybe I'll see my friend again. But it was it was very it was very special to me, and it was so special to me that I wanted to share it with you. And you know what's coming up is Thanksgiving, so. Uh, you know, spend some time with family, spend some time with friends, call long lost friends. And you know what? When you can, I think one of the greatest gifts that we can give is to just offer a beautiful smile. Hey, thanks for tuning in. This is Alejandro with One Hand Speaks. Find me online at onehandspeaks.com and all your social media outlets.